All right. It looks like we are live. Welcome, everyone. This is SEO This Week, episode 123. As always, my good friend Ted Kabaitis is here. We tore him away from the programming uh, and got him into the show. I think he uses us for a break, Tom. Tell you the truth. <laughs> How you doing, Ted? Uh, doing good. Uh, got a lot of fixes in Cora coming out today. They were supposed to come out yesterday, but I hit a conflict surprisingly with java itself and so now that we know what that is we'll have the fixes out today nice the the bright side of being on the inside of your development is i get to learn in advance so when i release my software i'm like okay i gotta watch for that i gotta watch for that <laughs> yeah yeah you know the the big lesson learned was uh there's so much pressure for me to to get version five out as as soon as possible that I kind of caved in and released it about two weeks too soon. <laughs> uh, so, you know, the lesson learned is don't cave in, even though you have people, you know, screaming for it. I think you got yourself to blame because you were showing off all the features like way early, like two months early. You're like, oh, look what's four or five. Well, <laughs> well I, I still plan on, on doing that because I get people commenting back. Oh, that's really cool. Or no, that's stupid. Why that? <laughs> and so before the launch, I get all this feedback. And a couple things came out of those interactions that I wouldn't have thought of myself. Like, you know, uh, breaking up the deficit strategies so people could pick their competitors that you know that was a user feedback item and it's a cool one um so yeah you know i don't i don't regret the uh the back and forth on feature show show and tell That's but true. i do regret releasing two weeks too soon that was a <laughs> big mistake on my part uh well hopefully i can learn from that. I know I'm going to learn from the whole beta tester process and find people that are actually going to use it during the, the beta test of period uh, to help kind of avoid what you had to go through there too. So, Well, yeah, yeah. If you could have like two like really quality beta testers, that beats the heck out of like, you know, just 50 random people who will just poke at it for 12 minutes. And yeah. Because they want the freebie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've signed up to a few, a few beta programs to get the freebie. <laughs> well, what, what you need is a beta program. Sure, you're welcome to join. But if you're not active, you get booted. <laughs> Makes sense. And uh, yeah, then, then you'll probably get some decent feedback. Okay, let's see. All right. So we had a comment last week that our sound was a little off. Uh, Ted and I used the same mic, so he's adjusted his to the same thing uh, my mic is at, and I turned my mic up. So hopefully that comes out better in the podcast and the videos as well. If you could, leave a comment in the uh, in the chat or in the comment section on YouTube uh, letting us know how we're doing there, and we can adjust accordingly just to make sure everything's right. And the podcast I do normal I normalize uh, a little bit, but I talk softly, and Ted's big, loud, and boisterous guy. So you know, they kind of have to deal with that. I don't know. Maybe we'll turn down Ted a little bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a screamer. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information. <laughs> 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 uh, 
All right, so this week we are going to talk uh, link building and ego bait. Excuse me. And I don't have any monsters uh, right now. It's going to be 112 today. It was 109 yesterday, and I almost died because I got the bright idea to go work on my irrigation. Uh, so we're doing water. Hopefully it slows down my talking a little bit too. So the first one, Google announces site diversity change to search results. I thought this was great and timely because last week, was it last week? I think I'm pretty sure it was last week on Fight Club. Ted talked about putting your blog on one domain, putting your store on another domain, putting your landing pages on another domain so you can take over the search results because Google likes diversity in the search results. Well, now they claim that they're... Uh, enforcing that a lot better. Hopefully that actually works out. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how they do it. They announced this, and then I did some checks in my markets, and I don't see it. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I see more of a lack of diversity. So maybe they turned the wrong switch or button over there at Google. But I think it was pretty cool. And, Ted, look how insightful you are. You were thinking about you know getting ahead of this like two years ago when you were just wishing for a certain platform. So I think it was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that's it's a cool thing. I, I don't see it yet either. And if they were to play with it, it would cause a huge upset, you know, just ripples across the, the whole web. And who knows? Maybe that's why they had to roll back some of what they're doing right now. Yeah, I honestly the looking at some of the what people are doing like a lot of it is from Citrix. Uh, that seems like a really good data platform. I'm actually going to sign up for that. Uh, but looking at a lot of their stuff, they did some a number on a lot of sites. Uh, and and I my guess is based on the quality of a lot of the sites, like NFL.com took a 25% hit uh, as an example. Um, I think they're going to roll back significantly well, here. See, you know what happens whenever. Uh, Google delivers this scale of misery to website operators, especially enterprise class website operators, is the short-term solution to bridge the traffic gap, which ends up being a revenue gap, is pay-per-click. Yeah. So this mistake is probably going to make Google a lot of uh, revenue and advertisement. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. I know some sites have quit. Like there's a big uh, cryptocurrency site. They made a whole blog post and said that they lost like 50% of their traffic. I looked at the third data in uh, FCM Rush and they indeed did. But they went from like a million five visitors today to 600,000 visitors a day. I was like, oh, poor people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the, the thing is, if you announced you're shutting your doors yesterday, you're probably going to feel a little foolish today and definitely look foolish next week. Yeah. I, my guess is, is as quickly as they did that, uh, I got the impression that they were just looking to refocus on that, the other site that they said that they're shifting their staff to. Um, so, you know, looking for a reason. So let's blame Google at this time. But whatever. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's beneficial that they blame Google because they put a spotlight on the problem, and hopefully that entices Google to fix it a little faster. Yeah. So it, you know, the behavior is ultimately probably beneficial for the rest of us, but uh, we'll definitely look foolish if everything bounces back to normal next week. It wasn't really 
good for them either because Citrix did a post where they looked at liberal left-leaning news sites and right-leaning news sites. And the left-leaning news sites got a like in good increase in traffic and the right-leaning news sites got cut like significantly, 24 to 50% averages. So I, I wonder how much that's going to play into and how fast they, they, they change it because of what they're going through and the arguments against, you know, censoring conservatives versus liberals, blah, blah, blah. Well, uh, you have to be careful on assigning the reason because uh, the web, you know, if it's based on, on traffic and what's popular, winning the popular vote is different than than the breakdown of, of you know, the political landscape. Yeah. So it's it, it may be that way, but it could potentially be a correlation is not causation effect. I think it can be a good PR nightmare for them. Oh, yeah. It, it'll look bad no matter what. And I'm sure they'll spin it. But it, it might be an actual case of cause correlation fallacy. Yeah. But, you know, it could also be that, that Google is censoring the right wing and, you know, that would be bad. You know, we. We live in a free country in freedom of speech, so they yeah. shouldn't be doing it if they are. But it's possible that it just looks that way without them actually having a campaign. Yeah, intentionally doing it. I guess that argument can be made. <sighs> Whatever. If I was a politician, though, I'd be rubbing their nose in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Google's not getting away without a black eye, that's for sure. Uh, so the next one is a periodic table of SEO factors. Uh, the last one, uh, the old version, was actually quite a pain in the ass to read. And this one is is a little bit better. Uh, I don't know if you got to see this, Ted. Um, it seems it's kind of thrown in together. Let me see if I can. I, I saw the first version. Um, you know, I, I think. Oh, it wants me to download it again. Yeah, I, I, I think if we're dealing with things that are highly likely to be in Google's 200, um, but the problem is a lot of the things they had in the first version weren't measurable. And so, you know, I wonder why they're on there. So I haven't seen this version yet. Yeah. Basically, it, they generalized a lot more. I think I have it on my computer. I should have found it and tried to open it beforehand. Let me see if I got it. It's a cool concept, too, because they, you know, they classify like elements, you know, like factors. And and so they're treating it, you know, like the periodic table, which I think is, is a neat thing. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. <clears throat> My computer is being retarded right now. I can't find it. Oh, I, you know, I I like it. I wanted to go through it and see if there's stuff that you can actually pick out and do some testing on specific things. Uh, the toxicity side of the table is actually pretty open for that. Uh, but the on-page side is kind of already stuff that we already know uh, from Chorus. So maybe it would be good if you're brand new to testing to go in and pick out some pieces uh, from the on-page side and build your own little testing environment, et cetera, and figure uh, some of that out. So it's a good, it's a good opportunity and just a good conversation piece, I think. And plus maybe you can figure out a way to put it into your sales process. I'm not sure about that. Uh, your buddy's back. Oh, um, new episode. Yeah. Talking about JavaScript SEO. 
this is actually a good one. Uh, talking about lazy load, they were talking about JavaScript, uh, how Googlebot handles JavaScript, uh, whether or not you should be using pre-render, et cetera. So I thought of all of them, I think this is the one that I probably learned the most out of. Uh, I don't, hopefully, I don't know, any of the listeners, if you guys got a chance to watch that and see what your thoughts are. I'm, Ted, I'm sure you're too busy to see this bad boy. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but I'll watch it later today. Yeah, it's not it's not too bad. And, you know, the her his supporting guest there, she's not condescending at all. It's actually pretty entertaining watching this one. So I, I, I managed to get through the entire thing. Uh, let's see. Internal link building. Uh, and link SEO tricks for bloggers. This is gone lipstick and tech, a new site for the crowd. I haven't seen this one in a while. Uh, most of the stuff you guys have already seen, in particular, like best of page and category pages and a sitemap. Well, duh. Uh, but this one here is one that I don't know that a lot of people are leveraging yet. They should be since the FAQ schema came out and uh, Google's using it now. So I think this is a really good opportunity to go ahead and create a new page on your blog for supporting. Uh, you can also turn that like a created blog roll-up uh, in so much as how Google, uh, WordPress presents your blog and has the list of posts created like a category FAQs uh, and do it like that. I think it's pretty cool. And let's see. Yeah, the rest of it was all pretty much stuff that everyone knows. But this one is really good. Uh, I think, you, if anything, just figure out how uh, some frequently asked questions in your market, uh, create pages, put them in a category, get the category page indexed and put some uh, um, category page schema on there and take advantage of the FAQ page stuff and the how-to stuff on your other pages. And I think it'll work out. Well, really should, this, should this blog have a byline? I've noticed some blogs hide the byline or is it at the bottom? Uh, what are you talking about? Now, can you scroll to the bottom of the article? Yeah, so no yeah, I guess no byline. I think this is a. It's one of the. I did a question on Facebook asking for the, some of the top female SEOs, and this is one of the people that came up. Uh, but I don't remember her name now. Yeah, she needs a, a little byline and a little profile box somewhere yeah. in there. Well, hopefully I'm going to get some of them on here, but I think really, in my opinion, is just women, female SEOs are better uh, at staying away from the, the garbage and they hide uh, to avoid it. And so we'll see how that works out. Uh, broken link building, a test to do it astoundingly fast. This is on blueads.com, ads with the Z. Uh, obviously, it describes what broken link building is. And then there's a method to go through and use Ahrefs and figure it out. And Ahrefs makes it retardingly easy uh, to do. And you can go in here and find all kinds of broken link opportunities. Now, I know a lot of people don't like broken link building, one, because it's just work you got to research it then you send the emails and then cross your fingers i hope you get it uh, but this is actually a good thing to go through and do especially early in your campaigns you can send those emails out while you're working on the on-page stuff uh and, and work through that process one to two weeks probably to get a backlink using broken link building uh, and so i would check this out it's just a good thing to do and then there's uh templates in here that you can use from them uh, to go ahead and send off your emails and stuff. So if you're using like a Gmail account or Google Apps account, which you should be, 
this is a good way to take advantage of that. Templates are all right there. I change these up a little bit. I got like I changed mine drastically. I mine was literally, hey, how you doing? I'm begging for a backlink right now. Can you give me one? Uh, here's the post uh, that I would like you to backlink. And actually, <laughs> he sent out 200 emails like that. I got 10 backlinks, so uh, not too bad. I don't think. So again, if you're not familiar with broken link building technique or you don't know how to use Ahrefs to do it, uh, I would check out this post. Well worth it. Uh, whiteboard Friday. I haven't highlighted one of these for quite some time, but I kind of like the stuff that Cyrus Shepard does. And he's talking about title tag hacks. Uh, if you basically, the long story short of it is using numbers, etc., inside of your uh, your 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 title tags to increase the CTR. So this is at this point, I'm like ranking in the top three, and now I want to uh, rank by uh, the quality of the title tag, uh, which typically will push it up into the to the one or two position without any more work on my end. Uh, you can use the variations that he has here and also research Brian Dean's blog. He's got a good one, a good post similar to this uh, with some other stuff that Cyrus isn't mentioning. Uh, but you'll notice in here, a lot of the sentiment words were in there, call to action earned some of here. Uh, and some referring keywords, questions, those are pretty good. Uh, and you go after a feature snippet if you're into that sort of thing. So uh, definitely a worthwhile thing to, I would just, you know, if you don't want to listen to Cyrus, just get the, the image and check it out. Uh, it pretty much will sum up what he's talking about in the entire video, which is only about nine and a half minutes. Uh, this post here is by Bill Erickson at BillErickson.net. This is default image for articles in schema in uh, Yoast. Uh, sometimes, whether it be your theme or you just don't want to, you don't have a featured image set, and then it's telling you how to get around going after ha going through and having to add a default image or an image to each page is set the default image in, in uh, Yoast. Uh, and then he provides a little bit of code in here, too, that you can change that up a little bit if you want to uh, as needed. Again, I like Yoast. A lot of people hate on Yoast. It, to me, it's it's fine. It's working. It's doing what I want it to. Uh, I've tested SEO Press Pro, also a good one. I played with Rank Math a little bit, but I'm not really you know, deep in, into that one. Uh, so, you know, pick whatever poison you want, but just make sure your scheme is right. And Yoast is doing a really good job right now. And this is how to take care of that error inside of there saying you don't have an image when it's required. And then finally is use ego bait for contact or content <clears throat> and attract links and generate leads. Basically is the long story short is saying something like Derek is Waziak is the greatest SEO ever. Uh, and here's 10 reasons why. And then in theory, Derek's going to go out and, you know, build links to your site and show it off to everyone and look Klimpo thinks that I'm the greatest. And then at the end of it, you change to like psych or whatever, but well, I, I wouldn't <laughs> assume that Derek would link, but I, I think if you ego bait, you could get them to look at the page. And if you're trying to sell to Derek, then you've got his undivided attention. Undivided attention. Yeah. Or you want to sell the Derek's crew. <laughs> or his followers yeah yeah retarget his website or somehow or, or his social media or whatever that'd be cool uh but here's some ways to do it like interviews roundup posts uh listicles whatever and directories and awards uh this one is being used a lot in small business as a matter of fact 
there are companies out there that just make this trophy and call you the best number one marketer of the city or whatever. And then you just buy this trophy and then you, they give you a press release and a link and all that other madness. So yeah, but uh, you can do this or, or like, you know, SEO fight club, the top 10 SEOs in the group or whatever, that kind of thing. And here's your reward. And, you know, you ask them the link to your post or whatever. And, They'll naturally promote it too and show it off because they've you know been recognized for something. So I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, the one I've seen is the uh, republishing rights is two grand, but you'll you'll be in this amazing article as one of the best in your industry. Yeah, it's like, well, I've never heard of your publication. It sounds like you just want two grand for a link. <laughs> two grand for a link. <laughs> You know, those trophy guys, they got a good gig going on. You spend, what, $10, $15 to get a trophy made, and you get paid 250 bucks, and you profit the rest, and you get to tell someone that they're the best in their city. So, <laughs> <laughs> If you're looking for a side business, there you go. Make up an award. <laughs> well, I, I, I Scott Rogers asked, can a wine box be an award? And, you know, I, I think in the right circles it could be. I'd have to... to stew on it for a minute or two but there's probably a way to to leverage giving out wine boxes into generating leads so if i was going to host a conference today i would probably give a wine box to everyone that spoke at the conference and then get them to show it off on social media well, if, if I knew of influencer groups like, you know, large wine clubs or things like that, large wine events, I would try to give the influencers at those events a wine box. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because if they show them off, you know, and, and if you made the, the wine box an award, so it had some sort of honorific, you know, the best wine club in, in Dallas, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I think, yeah, we could do, let's see, what else could you do with that? Uh, like if you find people that are trying to, to redo what Gary V did with his wine channel, seek out those people and say, Hey, great post. Here's this, you know, sent you a wine box. Uh, and, and thank you from my company, blah, blah, blah. Then that might earn you a shout out for sure. And if it's, yeah, some sort of like wine YouTube channel. Uh, let them know that you gave them a link to their YouTube channel on the wine box. Then people <laughs> can make the joke on their show and show yeah. the link on the box. Oh, yeah, for sure. He'd show up. <laughs> They'd show that off. Or, and if yeah. one side of the wine box had a call to action to subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> subscribe to my channel and hit like, oh, and don't forget the bell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, know, you, you put it on all the different sides of the wine box. That yeah. would be hilarious. And yeah. then people would have to show the box to get the joke. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to end the show since that's it for stories and Ted's crazy busy. So we're, we're trying to keep these short until core is all done and show off the results or kind of follow up on that video that I did with the on page optimization uh, using pop and Cora and give you some updates. First off, what this page did uh, in case you guys don't know, I'm trying to rank for Tucson SEO. And I'm using Pop and Core to do it. And I want to see how close I can get with just on page. 
Uh, and then the next video, I'll show you guys how I build the geo silo, for lack of a better term, to boost it up. Uh, and then I'll show you some tools that I'm comfortable sharing to do. Uh, show you some of the you know the backlink processes that you can or do, uh, depending on your level of. Uh, I won't go too crazy. I don't. I don't want Google to come over and take down my my test site for crying out loud, but. Uh, what I'll do is show uh, some backlink processes, maybe some suggestions and things I do uh, and where to send the backlinks, et cetera. Uh, and that should uh, be helpful and work with the SEO Fight Club site structure uh, show. So if you guys haven't watched that, probably a good time to pick that up. So what happened was, if you guys don't remember, I optimized it with POP. I got up to 94%. And then we looked at a Cora run, and most of it was done. I updated most of it from Cora, with the exception of uh, JSON-LD for local. Uh, currently, this one still doesn't have the local schema on there just yet. Uh, and then I just waited and, and wanted to wait and see what happened. I started off when I made the page. Just making the page, it ranked uh, number 77. Then we did pop and went up to 73. And then Google updated and went back down to 77. And now it's sitting at like 99. I think. Uh, it was 93 and then 99 after the update. And one thing that Pop said was that I'm good. That I'm still at 94%. I'm happy I'm running. Uh, and then Cora 5.18 said, whoa, you know, there's some more work to do. Uh, so I'm going to probably shoot another video after 5.19 or 5.2 comes out uh, with a with another core run. We'll go through that, just picking and choosing between the shared data, whether I want to use that or not, uh, and then see if we can't get it back up into the 70 percentile range. Uh, and then the next video after that will be building the silo stuff out. We won't actually link the silo uh, to this page yet, though, because I want to wait it out a little bit and give Google some time to credit the on-page work. So we'll see how that works out. So there's an update on that. Uh, and Ted, I think we'll close it with some questions. If you don't, if you got some time. Yeah. Yeah. I can do questions. All right. Let's see here. Oh, what do you think of RYS drive stacks? Those are the Google drive stacks for those of you that don't know. Do you have any opinions on those, Ted? I don't know if you've even used them. Um, I I haven't felt the need to use them. Uh, from what I've seen of people who are using them, they tend to be most effective for low to uh, mid competition search terms. They tend to be not as effective for the high competition terms. Uh -huh. What are your thoughts? Uh, I like building them out. I build them out the way that Semantic Mastery, those are the guys that came out with that concept. Uh, there's a lot of people, in, you know, spitting out and or saying, hey, look, you know, let's do Google Drive stacks. And they're making these generic ones with the ones that come from the semantic mastery folks are actually built out crazy well. Uh, it takes four to six hours to make one of those things. I know because I've done it. Uh, so I like I like their version of them. Uh, I don't like ones that are made with software. I don't like some of the half-ass ones. Those ones really don't pass as much power as you can get uh, out of out of Google. So if you're thinking about leveraging those, I would you know at least buy one from Semantic Mastery uh, or buy their course RYS Reloaded. 
I guess that's uh, in August is the uh, one year anniversary for that. So they're supposedly going to be adding some more stuff to it. So there might be another sale coming up uh, if you missed the last one, if you're into that. But for the most part, I really wouldn't buy them uh, from, you know, like Fiverr or et cetera, because those are, they're, they're not set up the way that they're supposed to be. It literally, the way they're, they're supposed to be to be effective it does take four to six hours to make, and that's, you know, you got to do content and images, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes along behind that. Uh, they just did a video. You can look on their channel. They did a video on the stacks yesterday. Uh, it does promote, you know, buying the stacks, obviously. It's a free video, so can't hate them on for that, but that's uh, something that you should check it out if you're considering using those. Uh, let's see. Derek blames all the rank drops on rank grind. Let's see. Uh, would you use magic PR on an e-commerce site? And if so, how would you link? So I guess an even better question would would you use press releases on an e-commerce site? And if you would, where would you link to it? Um, it's a good question. Uh, I would probably make sure that the press releases were promotional in nature because they have a uh, a fairly short uh, shelf life to begin with yeah so maybe talk about your upcoming you know christmas line right before christmas your upcoming easter line right before easter um so i i would do those things um and yeah, you know, those would probably lend themselves to those uh, seasonal categories. So your Easter category, your Christmas sale category, probably focus the category pages. Yeah, I would focus on categories as a general rule. And then if I had products that I knew already were going to be popular, I would, I would go ahead and, and leverage PRs just to build some backlinks to the product page as well. Um, if you have evergreen uh, sale pages or discontinued pages, outlet pages, those might make sense too, because those will probably be evergreen categories. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it, if you're using the site like Magic PR or Press Advantage, they have their newsrooms and they put you know they put your links on some sites that are actually permanent. So. Uh, and some good ones. So yeah, that's a good, uh, I would do that categories and maybe highlight products. That's how I would leverage it. Let's see. Mike Calvin, uh, would uploading a high quality article on AWS with a link back to the money page be useful and also HTML or PDF. Does it matter? Uh, that's essentially S3 is building S3 links or cloud links. Uh, Google has already stated that uh, PDFs and other document types all get converted to HTML and stored in Google as HTML. So I think it doesn't matter. It's going to get translated to HTML anyway. Yeah. If it's easier to make the PDFs. I think there's a new product from Mike Martin that came out, and he's making PDFs using his magic uh, page builder. So that's something to look at. I do, uh, I do cloud links. I do cloud stacks. Uh, and those work really well, especially you take the time to build them out. They used to index uh, and rank a lot better, but some douchebag decided he wanted to 
be internet famous and put on one of the major SEO sites of how someone's outranking him with S3 sites because he sucks as an SEO. Uh, and Google, not long after that, took those out of, uh, stopped them from ranking as well. But they're still work, so I would, I would go ahead and do it. Yeah, it's it's interesting how even though they take those pages out of the index, they're still in the link graph and they still pass their signals. Yep. So it's still probably a good link to have, even though those pages themselves don't rank as well. And those are also good platforms to build sites on, too. So if you can do that uh, and the money makes sense, then go ahead and do that and kind of leverage that a little bit more. Let's see. Another one from Mike is, would it be a bad idea to upload articles, each linking back to the relevant article on the money site? I using, yeah, I think we just addressed that one. So we're good. Uh, Scott in his wine box. We addressed him. Let's see. Uh, he asked the same question twice. And, you know, with uh, with press releases, it's it's always a roll of the dice. So, if, you know, if you do it once and it doesn't work, you know, that's kind of common. Yeah. Um, and it, every situation is different. If you're doing a press release on, you know, a, a low competition keyword, it's going to be more effective than if you're going for a high competition keyword. So it's going to be incremental. So if you have 250,000 backlinks already and you get a press release and you get another 150 backlinks, well, it's going to be proportional, the effects. So 150 new links on quarter of a million, it's a teeny tiny percentage. Yeah. So you got you got to look at your numbers and figure out if the math makes any sense at all. Uh, let's see. And someone named Dids, he said he got two magic PRs and didn't do anything for him. Uh, I tell you that I'm ranking maps with magic PR. So that's what we're using his service for. Uh, we get the rent, the maps into the top 10 and then they use the magic PR to kick it over the top, put it in a snack pack for us. Uh, don't really use it for organic. So if that's what you're using it for, maybe that's your problem. Uh, but he is stacking those and he's building links behind those too. So, uh, and then just some markets, you know, you know, one we did, it took one press release. Another one we did, it took four to stack it up and it worked. So, uh, you really got to play with it. I would work more closely with the provider, uh, because, you know, he knows his system, uh, but don't just leave it at, Hey, I did PRs and it didn't work. And that's, that's obvious. It's like saying I built one link and it didn't rank my site. Well, no shit. You got to build, you got to build more. You got to uh, keep plugging into that. Just, uh, and also what you're doing is you're kind of diluting your ankle text a little bit. So you can send, if you get PBNs or you get access to a higher domain authority site that you can get a backlink from, you can do an exact match to that now and rank that up. Uh, and you stated that someone was looking at it and saying you probably over optimized for your anchor text. Uh, PRs in general, uh, I don't put anchor text backlinks in, uh, unless they're from Madge because I know what he's doing on the back end, uh, to build backlinks to this. So you have to be uh, a little bit more cognizant of that as well. Uh, and another note is don't put three links to the same place, uh, on your website. So you, 
typically I do a homepage, an inner page, and maybe a contact or about page uh, in my PRs so that <clears throat> I'm getting the best benefit out of all of those links versus linking to one three times. And really, you're only, getting, you're only not getting the benefit from that. So that's what I would do to that. Uh, and Derek says he likes to host the original press release in this section of the site and link back to the original and keep the canonical. Uh, yeah, that's a really good process. Actually, Madge makes you do that as part of it. Uh, and what he um, basically what you're talking about is a media room. Uh, and I like to do that, too. It just depends on how much I'm using PR uh, over and over again. So um, those are pretty cool to, to leverage as well. And it looks like that was the last question for the day. That's awesome. She's keeping us just over 30 minutes. Ted, do you have any closing thoughts? Like maybe what's going on at SEO Fight Club tomorrow? Uh, we have a secret guest, and that guest is Matt Diggity. <laughs> he is going to talk about some uh, uh, affiliate SEO, I think. Uh, or it might be uh, site flipping or maybe a little of the bow. Uh, but if you have questions uh, for Matt Diggity, come prepared. Uh, it should be a cool show. And it will be earlier uh, than we normally have it. I believe we're moving it up a couple of hours. So uh, keep that uh, in mind. And we'll try to send out uh, announcements to the various groups when we're going live. Yeah, he's over in what Thailand, so that makes sense. Moving in a little bit, uh, that's guaranteed to be a good show. I know a lot of people, most of you guys probably know Diggity, uh, but if you don't, come in and check in, check him out. He's, you know, he's one of the first people to put together a decent on-page guide, uh, decent guides on link building. He had a link building service for quite some time that I used to use pretty regularly, uh, and I know some people are still using it. So. Uh, plenty of opportunity for a wide range of questions from someone that's, you know, living and breathing and surviving off of his SEO talent. So I don't even think he does clients. I think it's mostly affiliate stuff and services. Uh, and then he'll probably talk about his conference that he holds over there, Chiang Mai, that everyone goes to, everyone and their dog. Yeah, it's a cool one. Yeah. And uh, one last question popped in. Would you recommend I invest in Ranking Factory Revolution? Actually, yeah, I would. Um it is a it's a pretty cool tool. I don't use it for the Google site creation. It's just faster for me to make sites than to use that software, but it is great for cloud stacking stuff and there's some other features in there. Uh, they got an offer popped up right now. If you reach out to Patrick over there, Ranking Factory Revolution, they give it a trial, 30-day trial for a dollar. Uh, so if anything, try it, see if it works in your workflow. And if it doesn't, then you cancel it. So, um, but I, I would recommend seeking those guys out and leveraging that tool. It's a good way to build, especially if you know what you're doing with ROI stacks, you build one, right. And then you use RFR to boost it up, uh, with some other means and create cheats and all that other madness. So I think it's pretty cool. And that's it. I think we're, we're done. We're done. Bad diggity tomorrow. I'm excited. Thank everyone for watching SEO this week, episode 123. Uh, keep on the lookout with if and when I get time to make a, uh, the other videos for the new uh, core run on that page. Uh, you will get notified in YouTube. Uh, I don't have an email list anymore. So if you want to be on my email list, you got to go sign up on Digital Ear again. I deleted everybody. None of the lazy clowns on my list were, were actually reading my emails. My open rate was like 5%. It was killing me. <laughs> uh, so I'm starting over fresh. 
so if you want to do that, sign up on digitalleader.com, go to SEO Tool Lab, check out Cora. I think he's got or is getting an email list uh, together as well. And with anything, you can see us here every week, SEO This Week or SEO Fight Club. And thank you, everybody.